Happy New Year, and welcome to the latest edition of Up the Ladder podcast. I am Dr. Doug Endel, and every month it's my goal to walk you through the latest health tactic, interesting program, or interview someone who's bringing you the best health advice right now to help you climb the ladder of health. It's a new year, and I'm very excited about what we've got in store for you. Each month, I'm going to be doing a podcast where I'll start to dissect a topic, whether it's heart rate variability or heart rate training, or today we're going to be talking about the top supplements that I am taking and and, uh, recommend for people jumping into a new health program, which so many people are this time of year. And the second half of the month, I'm going to be interviewing the person that we have at a live event that we'll be hosting each month. That event is called Up Level Uptown because we're hosting it in Uptown Westerville uh, at a really amazing place where we'll be able to have an in-person event because it's large enough that we can all safely do that. Uh, The one coming up in January will be hosting Heidi Negron. She's an amazing fitness instructor who I've um, gotten to know really well over the last couple of years. I love her work and what she's doing and, and her approach to health and fitness. And so she's gonna be leading our very first workshop that we've got. Uh, it will consist of a 30 to 45 minute workout, um, which will be good for any level of fitness, Getting whether you're getting started or you have a um, pretty good fitness level. This will be a workout that will be great, especially in January, uh, to get out of the house, uh, see some new faces. Everything will be um, socially distanced and compliant with all of the regulations right now. However, um, we, you know, it's a new year, and so we need to start living again. And um, we are going to try to start hosting some in-person events um, very safely. Um, but we're really excited to, to, to launch that and get that. So the goal for Up The Level podcast is going to be um, two podcasts a month, one where I'll be doing the talking and one where I'll be interviewing someone. And so, uh, like I said, we're really excited about that. Today, I want to talk about a couple amazing supplements that um, I'm personally taking and that as I'm talking with people about starting new exercise programs, and you know what to take and what not to take right now it's it's um the beginning of the year and it's winter so a lot of people are talking about immune health Um, some of these are related to that but most of them are going to be more geared towards overall health um, longevity um, and improving your workouts as you start into, most of you, uh, um, probably a new program or at least continuing that program. Um, The first one I wanna talk about is called berberine. Uh, This is an herb, a Chinese herb that's been around for a really, really long time, mostly in India and China. Um, I have been taking this for um, at least six months now and I really like it. It's fantastic for conditions such as cardiovascular disease GI disorders, um, neurodegenerative. My biggest reason for taking it and why I recommend it to a lot of other people is um, the metabolic dysfunction. Um, So what I mean by that is uh, blood glucose regulation, insulin sensitivity, how your body handles glucose metabolism, um, and in general metabolic 
health. So I really like berberine for this. Um, there's been a lot of research done about the cardiovascular effects, but also the blood sugar effects. And so um, I'm going to be going through some research on this. So forgive me as I look at my notes uh, as I'm doing this. However, I want to make sure I'm giving you the right stats um, related to the right um, conditions and uh, products on this. So um, looking at overall cardiovascular health, um, there are some benefits with berberine against hypertension and, and congestive heart failure. Um, the biggest difference though has to do with um, cholesterol, LDL, HDL, triglycerides, total cholesterol. Um, one specific study looked at taking 500 milligrams versus a placebo twice a day for three months. Uh, this was a really well done study and there was uh, really significant um, weight loss and improvements in total cholesterol, triglycerides, LDL, HDL, um, compared to the control group in this. So that was 500 milligrams twice a day for three months. Um, I've been taking um, that dosage for quite some time, more for blood sugar balancing. Um, in my family, we've got a history of um, diabetes, type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular. And so um, this year, uh, I'm going to be diving really, really deep into metabolic health and blood sugar. In fact, uh, something that you'll be seeing soon is I just got a continuous glucose monitor and that just arrived. So I can't wait to unbox that and dive into that. But I'm going to be going through my story of um, how I'm using that, what I'm using it for, what my data is telling me and um, how you can use that for yourself. But metabolic health and especially blood sugar uh, is going to be a huge, huge focus for us. And I am pro-berberine for this. So um, there's been a, a long time use of berberine for um, diabetics and people with high blood sugars, uh, people who are pre-diabetic. And um, there's a lot of articles out there comparing berberine to metformin, which is uh, one of the most commonly prescribed medications for type 2 diabetes. Um, and one of the biggest things is that um, berberine and metformin both um, go use the same pathways in regulating um, blood glucose levels. Um, the research is, is really varied and wide-ranging in um, the dosages of this. So um, a lot of times there's anywhere from 0.5 to 1.5 grams um, in two or three doses per day. Um, and all the different trials range from eight weeks to 24 weeks. Um, all of them do show a benefit and, and um, difference in blood glucose regulation. Uh, and so this is where it really becomes a matter of um, your specific situation and how much and when uh, to take berberine, I think. And so um, there's also been a lot of evidence lately about taking metformin and its um, reduction of the benefits of exercise. And since these two, um, berberine and metformin, follow the same pathways, the same would apply. 
So um, the way I take it is um, I do not take it right after or right before exercise. I space it out from the exercise. And um, that way, if there are any negative effects um, to taking berberine um, in the, um, the benefits of exercise. So let me clarify that. Exercise has benefits, um, metabolic benefits, uh, especially at reducing insulin sensitivity. Um, there's been some recent uh, evidence about berberine and metformin because they follow the same pathways that these molecules could reduce those benefits of exercise. And clearly we don't want to um, spend our time doing something positive like exercise and then take something that would mitigate those benefits. And so um, I think timing is, is really important with this. That's why I don't take um, my berberine anywhere near the times that I am exercising. Um, and so that way I'm hoping to maximize the benefits of berberine while also maximizing the effects of doing some exercise. So um, if you have um, specific questions, I would be happy to help you guide you on when and how much berberine to take based on what your fitness is when you're exercising. Obviously, if you're not exercising, what I would, re would recommend would be the 500 milligrams twice a day, as long as there are no contraindications to any other medications that you are already taking. The next supplement I want to talk about is getting a ton of press right now, and that's vitamin C. Um, of course, we know vitamin C is phenomenal for immune health. It's fantastic um, uh, this time of year and, and fighting colds and viruses. And so I'm not going to go into the benefits, um, although they are huge benefits. There's a lot of research, and I'm happy to share that with you, uh, around lung health and colds and viruses and flus. Uh, I'm going to stick to the longevity and um, again, how this affects what you're doing when you're exercising. So it's, um, it's a really essential nutrient. Um, more importantly, it's got a really, really high antioxidant properties of it. Um, it's really widely found in a lot of different fruits and vegetables, obviously more citrus fruits. Um, I was surprised to learn that the highest Vitamin C, a lot of times people correlate vitamin C with oranges. However, um, the highest concentrations of vitamin C are actually found in kiwis, bell peppers, and guavas. So a uh, little interesting tidbit on vitamin C. You do not just have to have an orange to get your daily dose of vitamin C. Um, I also learned a lot about absorption of vitamin C as I was uh, researching this and over the last couple of months really looking at vitamin C. Um, the absorption, plasma levels of vitamin C, how to maximize those, um, taking oral vitamin C versus an IV vitamin C. And so I want to briefly go through some of that. The max, um, the max that you're going to see blood volume wise is about you know right around 200 millimolars per deciliter um, when you're taking it orally so when you're taking the vitamin c tablet orally 
that'll last, that'll get your blood concentrations to about 200 if you're taking anywhere um, around two to 3,000 milligrams um, at one time. And so you'll see kind of a spike of that blood plasma vitamin C levels, um, and then that goes down again. And so the best way to maximize your daily um, blood volume of vitamin C concentration is basically to take about 3,000 milligrams or three grams every four to six hours. That is gonna keep your blood volume levels of vitamin C more consistent through the day so you don't see a big spike and where you get the benefits. So I would say if you're gonna use it for any kind of immune boosting um, reasons, um, then that's gonna be really uh, important to take it not super high doses at one time, but more um, moderate doses, more consistently, like I said, four to six times throughout the day. Um, I, I have been taking um, some IVs, um, which we've got later this month. We're, uh, I go down to Hydrate Me uh, in Grandview, and I've been playing around with their immunity drips, which has vitamin C in it, and I've also been uh, playing around with just um, taking higher dose vitamin C's every couple of weeks um, intravenously. And so when you take it through IV, you don't have to deal with the what your body can absorb at one time or digest. And so you're gonna see tremendously, thousand times higher, um, in some cases, levels of plasma, concentrations of vitamin C, um, when you're taking it in an IV versus orally. And so depending on what your goals are, that might be something to take a look at. Like I said, later this month in January, uh, we're gonna be hosting Hydrate Me in the office for an afternoon where you can come in and you can get a vitamin C and vitamin D drip. You can um, get their immunity drip. Um, they've got a ton of different options with that. Um, and so I encourage you to, to come check it out. I've uh, really enjoyed um, and have noticed the benefits of giving, getting uh, an IV drip. And so, you know, we're, we're, um, I'm trying to share with you as much as I can about um, what I'm doing and what I'm learning. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm really uh, enjoying the, um, the drips that I've gotten. Um, how does this have to do with exercise? So very similar to what we talked about with berberine. Um, it's great at reducing inflammation and when you exercise, you create something called um, oxidative stress and free radicals. And as an antioxidant, vitamin C is really great at combating those. Um, the same sort of talk can, can benefit though. Um, those two things are also show some benefits to the body. Um, specifically um, in relation to, again, insulin sensitivity. And so um, there's kind of varying evidence of showing that um, reducing the oxidative stress and reducing the free radicals um, it can mitigate some of the, the insulin um, sensitivity um, benefits, you know, reducing insulin sensitivity uh, in with exercise. So. We don't want to reduce those, so I think um, taking 
everything into a factor, timing and dosage, uh, as with most of these things, is going to be vitally important. Um, I'm pro-vitamin C. I, I think the immune benefits right now, especially in the wintertime, are um, outweigh the any drawbacks that you would see um, correlated with exercise. But I think timing is is really critical to that. The next supplement that I want to talk about is creatine. Uh, I got into really looking at and supplementing with creatine when I was training for my um, climbing event uh, last spring and summer. And so I got to doing a lot of interesting um, research on creatine. Um, essentially, your body does make creatine. And when you um, eat meat, you're also eating some creatine. However, most of the time uh, you hear about creatine, it has to do with people supplementing with creatine. And so creatine acts as a cellular energy reserve. So when you're exercising, when there's an increase in intense demand for energy, um, creatine aids in basically removing phosphate from um, and adding it to ADP to make ATP. Um, and this is just going to basically increase the amount of energy that you have and is available while you're exercising. Um, it's not great at for uh, long periods of time, um, but it's really great for uh, improving short duration um, uh, exercises. Um, that's why it's most commonly used with people who are lifting weights because that's you know short bursts of exercise. Um, it's also been again. Uh, heavily researched on lowering blood lipids and improving glycemic um, control. So one uh, study has shown um, looking at adults between the ages of 32 and 70 who had um, high cholesterol, so over 200. Um, they supplemented with 5 grams of creatine a day um, and within two months saw a really um, significant reduction in total blood cholesterol, um, triglycerides, um, a 22% um, reduction in VLDL, which is the worst <coughs> cholesterol. Um, so 22% is, is, really, um, is really a huge difference in, in that. Um, people with diabetes, again, taking five grams for just three months um, saw a significantly reduced A1C and um, uh, overall um, reduced blue blood glucose numbers. So um, I'm I'm pro um, creatine. Um, number one, it helps with athletic performance, um, especially anything strength based. Um, but the overall benefits of reducing cholesterol and the glycemic control as it's doing that are huge. Um, there's a ton of research on creatine with pregnancy, um, cognitive performance, depression, neurodegenerative diseases, using it as a treatment for traumatic brain injury. Um, and so the list kind of goes on and on on, on creatine. Um, 
the, um, the drawbacks are, are extremely negligible with creatine. Um, obviously, if you have um, kidney disease or anything, serious conditions like that, you want to make sure that you're consulting a doctor before you begin supplementing with anything, but especially creatine. Um, typically, you're going to recommend anywhere from two to five grams a day of creatine. I usually take three to five. Ideally, that would be broken up into two different, um, taking it two different times through the day. However, I usually just take it a little bit before I work out. And um, I think that there's a lot of um, really significant benefits from doing that. The next thing we're going to talk about is taking a daily multivitamin. I think this is huge. Um, I remember years ago taking a nutritional neurology class and um, the guy really talking a ton about uh, research saying that people who just take a uh, multivitamin every day um, statistically will live to be uh, roughly seven years longer than those who don't take it. Um, I'm pro multivitamin um, and I think specifically in this case, in all of these cases, but really with multivitamins, what you're taking, the quality of what you're taking makes all the difference in the world. What I personally take is something called Mitocore from a company called Orthomolecular. Um, it's Basically, um, again, we're, I'm all about um, focusing on, on um, mitochondrial health. Um, and so this is going to be chock full of things, vitamins, minerals um, that are promoting how well my metabolic health is functioning, um, as well as having just covering the array of other vitamins and minerals um, that just to support your body in general. Um, some of the highlights that are related to for mitochondrial health are the acetyl-L-carnitine, um, which is an amino acid and is associated with um, recharging cellular energy production. So it helps free fatty acids um, so that your body can utilize them, um, which is the, the major fuel source for mitochondria and is going to show uh, a really big energy boost as you're, as you're doing this. Um, it's also fantastic at lowering oxidative stress. So um, a lot of what we're talking about is um, lowering oxidative stress, um, which, you know, if you have general stress, if you have fatigue, um, you know, anything that's going to be causing inflammation is related to oxidative stress. And so a lot of this stuff is all just trying to counteract and counterbalance that. Now, again, a majority of that should be done through diet. However, these are things that um, I take as kind of a safety net um, because, you know, quality of food has gone down over the last 100 years. Um, the way everything is processed right now really strips a lot of your food of vitamins and minerals. For some of you, the medications that you're on are going to be robbing your body of essential nutrients that you need. And so doing something like this will, will make a really big benefit. Um, so we talked about uh, acetyl-carnitine. N-acetylcysteine is another antioxidant. 
which helps get rid of free radicals. It promotes glutathione, um, which is your body's natural detoxification system and pathway. Uh, it contains resveratrol, um, which again, another antioxidant, um, great at improving cardiovascular health and immune health. Um, it's got broccoli seed extract, which um, is a precursor to something called sulforaphane, if I'm saying that correctly. But um, sulforaphane is an antioxidant that uh, is fantastic. It's one of the top ones at producing um, detoxification. Um, specifically um, phase two detoxification and increasing your body's intracellular glutathione levels. And so, again, I don't want to get too far into technical terms, but that's how well your liver and your body can detox um, all of the exposure to toxins that we're around on a, on a daily basis. Um, it's got green tea extract, um, which again, probiotic, immune supporting, antioxidant, um, and again, really um, high on the detoxification. Um, like I said, it's got these four or five major things, but it's got all of your um, main other vitamins. It's got a lot of uh, really great other trace minerals in it. Um, again, this is the multi that I take. Um, of course, there's other multivitamins that are good out there. However, do not just go to Walmart to get your multivitamin or, you know, the one a day um, Centrum sort of multivitamin. That stuff has definitely been shown to not be absorbed and is chocked full of a bunch of other crap that you probably do not want in your, to your system. And so um, do your research before you just start taking a multi. Um, it's just as important as like a fish oil and understanding what's in it and where those um, products are coming from. The next thing I want to talk about is um, helping with sleep. So uh, something else that we'll be talking about this year is sleep. Um, and so not only how to track it, but how to improve it. Um, sleep is, is so important to restore your body. And um, if you're going to be working out and you're trying to, um, you know, let your body recover, sleep is vitally important. How much you get and the quality of sleep that you get are extremely important. When you go to sleep, all of that makes a huge difference. And so supporting in a healthy way um, the rest that you're getting, um, I think is super important. Um, one way that I do that is something called valerian complex, um, which has valerian root, passion flower, and I believe it's jujube. Um, but uh, this is something that we hear in the office from Mediherb. Um, it's fantastic at just reducing overall tension. Uh, it's great at it, to help you fall asleep. Um, it just promotes relaxation uh, and then, you know, just kind of helps calm your mind and your body before you go to bed. Typically what I'll do is one or two <clears throat> after dinner, kind of in that between dinner and um, bedtime when I'm trying to kind of calm down. Uh, anyways, and start to think about um, heading to bed, I'll take a couple of these and it just helps me get to sleep. Um, I don't have trouble getting to sleep, but 
the sleep that I get is more restful. Um, I'm able to get into some deeper stages of sleep um, with taking this. Um, people who have recommended this too, who do have trouble getting to sleep because their mind is racing all of the time, um, this has been really beneficial and helpful to them. So um, this is one of those um, hidden gems that I recommend to people. And last but not least, uh, another kind of interesting one that you might not suspect that I'm uh, all for with um, managing um, overall health and especially the effects of exercise and, and uh, maximizing that is going to be vitamin D and K2. So um, vitamin D, mostly vitamin D, of course vitamin D immune system wise is vitally important, especially in the winter time in Ohio uh, or any northern states where we're not seeing as much sunshine right now. Um, vitamin D is important. However, most people don't know how connected vitamin D is to hormone production. Vitamin D is a huge precursor to a lot of different hormones. And so as you're going through the rhythms of your monthly cycle, as you're going through, which men and women are, are both ex going to experience, as you're going through your rhythms of the yearly cycle, um, I think vitamin D plays a really big important in that. Um, so you're looking at hormone levels, you're looking at uh, promoting bone health, uh, and then again, immune system regulation, super important. Um, mentally, vitamin D makes a really big difference. There's been some uh, a lot of articles out recently about vitamin D uh, and people who have a lower vitamin D status um, not being able to perform as mentally well uh, and um, uh, in recall, <laughs> like I'm doing right now, but also they're able to process information more slowly as in correlation with how low their vitamin D levels were. Now, uh, vitamin D is one of those things that it's really hard to overdo it with vitamin D. However, how much you take, um, it, it's easy to test for D and you should use your own levels and recommending how much vitamin D to, to be taking. Right now, I'm, it's winter time, so I'm taking a lot more vitamin D. Um, however, you know, in the next week or two, I'll also be um, getting my blood levels tested so I know if I need to increase or decrease that. Um, that's something that I can order for you. Uh, you take the script into LabCorp and we'll get your vitamin D levels back. Um, Typically, I'm regularly recommending anywhere from three to 5,000 IUs per day. Again, sometimes that'll be up to 10,000 if someone is really um, vitamin D deficient. I think that play that's extremely important right now is knowing your vitamin D status um, because of so many other risk factors immune-wise. Uh, and so I think knowing your levels, where you're at, and, and getting a plan together around how much D to take should be very important. So whether you want me to order that script for you, I'm happy to, to talk with you um, and help you with that, or at least talk with your medical doctor if you're gonna be scheduling something in the near future to get blood work done, have him check your vitamin D levels and um, adjust how much you're taking accordingly. I take a liquid form of that, which has K2 in it, um, where one drop is 1,000 IUs. I would not want to take three to 10,000 IUs in a tablet or capsule form. I hate tablets and capsules, and that would be a ton, taking a ton of those. 
And so it's really easy for me just to put a couple of drops in a small glass of water and down the hatch it goes. It's also important that as you're taking your D to include K2 with it, um, especially for any vegetarians or vegans out there. Um, K2 has been has really become um, kind of a lot more researched and well-known in the last couple of years. The highest concentrations of K2 are in your brain. Um, and so it prevents um, free radical damage to neurons and it also protects the myelin sheath. So that's how nerves communicate with each other. Um, and uh, K2 is phenomenal at helping to promote that. And so um, taking those two things in conjunction um, helps the absorption of that uh, and helps the, um, the brain and everything else um, related to vitamin D. So um, those are my top takeaways uh, and what I'm taking right now and what I'm recommending, my top recommendations for other people. Of course, there's a million things, you know, stress-wise right now. Um, we could have done a whole podcast on what to take for stress and, and how to manage that, um, which Angela and I, I believe, have done uh, a couple episodes ago. Um, and so if you have any questions at all about, you know, what your current situation is, what you should be taking, how much, um, you know, do I have any recommendations based on your specific needs? I'm happy to do that. Um, just reach out, no problem. Uh, also, don't forget, we've got um, Up Level Uptown um, coming up in a couple of weeks, our first edition of that we're extremely excited for. I think those dates, uh, that date is going to be Thursday, January 21st at 6.30. You can register online. You can register by calling into the office and we'll get you all set up and give you all of the details. But that's something that we are extremely excited about. And so stay tuned again as we chat with, uh, for the next episode, as we chat with Heidi Negron, uh, about all things fitness and what she's doing and what she's recommending right now. Learn a little bit more about her. But thank you for listening. I'm so excited for what we've got in store for this year. And I sincerely appreciate you being part of our Up the Ladder community. Take care.